Hello. That's so adorable. I told you I did it! I got it! I mean, TTRPGs are about fun and about collaboration. The, what this all builds, what this is all building towards, is more empathetic connections between people. There you go. Got there in the end. Welcome to Delightful Dungeon Diving, a coffee slash tea table podcast discussing <laughs> the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. I'm going to kick it over to Hannah. Hello. Uh, today I'm going to be introducing our bewitching beverage, which I have chosen a lovely bottle of Ramune. For those not familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, what, what is uh, Ramune? For those not familiar, Ramune is a Japanese soda. And the fun thing about that, uh, and the fun thing about it is it is sealed with a marble in the neck of the bottle. So uh... it's sold with uh, with the cap. You have this little plastic device that you push into the top of the bottle. It frees the marble. And then you can access the delicious soda within. That's um, cool. And there are tricks online if you want to try to reseal your bottle. That is a tricky skill. But uh, it, is, really cool. it is a fun. It's, it's a little bit of a puzzle to get into. But uh, oh. it is a delicious, oh. delicious drink. My personal favorite being the lychee flavor. Uh, but our beverage every week represents a scene that we would like to present that kind of sets up the theme for our episode. Uh, sometimes scripted, sometimes we like to challenge ourselves with a little bit of improvisation, <laughs> which is not unlike a TTRPG table uh, where we tend to improvise our characters. So uh, for today, our scene is Confuzzled, is the title we've chosen. And, well, I'm going to be playing Evie. Evie is a halfling, and she is on her first ever adventure with her new team of adventurers. They're a little more experienced than she is, but she's very excited to be out in the world and learning new things. She's adorable. <laughs> Delightful. Um, <laughs> I am going to be playing Bushka. She is a... Um, a very grumpy gnome who has been doing this for a long time and uh, would rather be at home. This is, this is Bushka. She is here. And uh, she, she likes Evie, though. She likes Evie quite a bit. Mm. Damn. Y'all really went all out with the characters. <laughs> uh, the Russian and everything. Uh, I was like, Babushka? Bushka. There we go. Bushka. <laughs> Bushka. Uh, I, hello, my name is Abraham. I'm going to be playing, uh, Left Greg. <laughs> Please tell me there's a right Greg. <laughs> uh, if there is, he won't, he'll never tell. Um, the third yeah. brother is middle Greg. <laughs> middle Greg, you know, he always felt underappreciated growing already up. off the rails this is great uh yeah left greg is just a normal guy he's a very normal man i think that if he had like a color that representative it would be beige um and th he sounds he sounds suspiciously exactly like me in my normal speaking the definition voice. of vanilla there you go oh, i love it <laughs> uh i 
<laughs> I will be playing uh, Simmons, who is our, um, Simmons is our villain of our scene today. Simmons is a beholder who has um, presented our heroes with a bit of a challenge in order to give up some information for them. Our heroes find themselves in the lair of Simmons, a famed and terrifying beholder, a monster who possesses many secrets and treasures. Simmons has decided to test our heroes in order to give up this particular information that they have come seeking. Well, 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 I haven't had guests in a long time. Usually, I just eat them. But I am rather bored of such proclivities, so I will, I will make a bargain with all of you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this is my lucky day. All right. Uh, big guy, what have you got for us today? Well, you have managed to penetrate my lair and get past all of my considerable defenses. I take pride. <laughs> I do take pride in all of those. So, a test of creativity and <laughs> intellect. Before you, on the floor, yes, um, you, the... Uh, well, I almost didn't notice you there. <laughs> you just blend right into the background, don't you, sir? Um, right Hi, there, I'm Left Greg. Yes, um, <laughs> introductions are, um, yes, yes, very nice. Um, at your feet there, there you will find, yeah, you will find some gemstones. You'll, you'll see, yes, 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 there's, there's an amber one, and, and you, the small one, who, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm Evie. Oh, yes, I... Oh, okay, well, um, I, I was expecting more, but that's all, that's all right. Um, uh, Listen, you, you haven't told us anything other than there are gemstones on the floor. What do you want, an autobiography? Come on, man. Well, I like I said, I get bored here, and meeting new people is very nice, but okay, fine. Do, do the challenge. There is an amber piece, like I said, and over by the small one. Uh, yes, you, uh, mm -hmm, Evie. Mm -hmm. Yes, turn around. There, there is a sapphire on the ground. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And and uh, uh, oh, I almost forgot you are there again. Uh, uh, it's on your <laughs> other side. There, left, left, Greg, uh, on your right. Don't no. you talk about right, Greg? <laughs> uh, no, your your other right. Oh, oh goodness! Wait. Oh, oh, uh, oh! It's in between this? your feet. You're oh, standing ah, on it. Yes. It. Oh. Or left Greg, uh, as he is, uh, has found the ruby. So you have yourselves an amber, a sapphire, right. and a ruby. Amber, sapphire, ruby. If you can solve my challenge, I will gladly give you the information that you have come seeking. So listen closely. Mm -hmm. Where the sun meets the sea, a sight for sailors glee where the sight in the sea glee for sailors mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hey guys i think it's a puzzle oh. okay but what does that have to do with with the gems oh well you will have to figure that out for yourselves <laughs> Bushka, um, is it always this hard the, the, I mean, well, it depends. So sometimes you can just chop off 
people's legs and they give you what you want. This time... He doesn't have any legs. Yeah. This is, uh, tricky for me. No, He's... I do not have any legs. Many eye stalks, though. <laughs> Lefkrieg, are they always that creepy looking? Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I don't like it. Hey, uh, Simmons, do you think that maybe you could, like, turn some of your eye stalks away so you're facing us with, like, enough eye stalks that we can meet them with our own eyes? Yes, like, maybe says, the, it says the near-invisible man, of course. Uh, <laughs> just a lot of eyes for not a lot of I, people. I will be floating <laughs> above here watching your progress. I, you have all the things you need. Please don't disappoint me. I, I have already eaten today. I'd hate to eat another meal. Sun. The sun is yellow. Right. The so maybe... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ah, this stone is also blue, so that's the sapphire. Yeah. Hmm. Let's put the sun one by the red one. Because that's what Simmons wouldn't expect. <laughs> ah, I get you. This is very clever. He's a very clever man, this uh, Greg. Left, left Greg. Yes, please. My full name. Oh, apologies. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to drag. And, and, and what, what what have you there in your hands? What have you made? <laughs> uh, the, the, what I have in my I have the ruby and the amber now? Oh, yes, and what do you see? <laughs> they kind of make orange. Oh, orange. Very interesting. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Left Craig, I don't think that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, mm. Hey, uh, where's the door to this room? Where's the exit, Simmons? <laughs> well, that is what the challenge is for. <laughs> you won't be going anywhere unless you figure this uh... out. Is it behind you? No. <laughs> hey, let's grab the gems. Uh, excuse me, Simmons. No, oh, no, yeah. there, 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 there is no monetary value to those gemstones. I don't know. I think I could get some good money for this amber. I think this is pretty good. You don't know that. But guys, <laughs> guys, we are adventurers, and I, I want to get this right, you guys. I want to have a good adventure, and I want to figure this out. If we just run, and if we just steal these gems, well, we're not going to get the information we need, but also then I'm going to feel like a failure. Yes, and it would also feel like a failure to be disintegrated or turned into <gasps> stone or eaten by me. So it, it behooves you to figure this one out, yes. <laughs> uh, now now I feel guilty. Now I feel... Uh, I, you know, Evie, she, I, I promised her good adventuring time and, you know, we're trying to cheat and get around things. Uh, what do you say, Left Greg? We try to do this properly. We try we to do try this. To, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry, Evie. This is. This sounds like a, it's a big deal. Your first adventure. Yeah. Maybe we have the order wrong. Hmm. So... Let's see. C is blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's put C in. Yep. C first. And, well, 
sometimes the sun looks red and sometimes it looks yellow, so either mm. of these could be the sun. Well, when mm. the sun meets the sea, mm-hmm. I think the sun at the horizon looks pretty red. Yeah, sometimes. Ooh. So let's sometimes, put the red indeed. there on top of the blue. Mm-hmm. All right, children, let's okay. see. No, 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 that's not it. You you were so close, or oh, it's so frustrating to have to watch all of this. Oh, um, <clears throat> maybe I suppose the last, uh, we try yellow on. Do we use all of them, maybe? <sighs> then I think it makes brown. Is brown the answer? Brown. Brown is the color of poop. Or so I'm told. I do not do such a thing, but I've been told it is brown. Okay, well, hmm. we haven't put the blue one with the amber one yet. Do the honors, Evie. <laughs> okay. Blue, sapphire, and amber. And what do you see, little one, when you look through them? <laughs> it's kind of green. Oh, oh, yes, yes, and, 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 well, have, have, have none of you ever been at sea? No, oh, I grew no. up what? way inland. What? There's a river in my town. I grew up in the mountains, mostly. What, the mountains? Um, this is, oh. Very, very landlocked kind A complete of waste of a beautiful, beautiful puzzle. <laughs> the sun meets the sea and it makes a green flash. It's beautiful to see. I find, what, what did you even come here for? Treasure? Information, actually. Information. Oh, seems you have a bit of an impasse. <laughs> a bit of a miscommunication. Oh, this is juicy. Well, do you have both? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, fine. Come come into my chambers, yes. I, I give you all the treasure and information you want. I, stupid puzzles. I put so much effort and no one ever solves them correctly. I hate all of you. Easy. you want to make right. fine adventurer. <laughs> fine adventurer one day. This is very, very good. I'm just going to pocket these... Uh, <clears throat> Gems left, Greg. You want to take this one? I'll take this one. Simmons, let me talk to you for a moment. We, we we should talk about building puzzles that make sense for the climbs in which the puzzles are being performed. In. Left, Greg. You up, you are a ocean. particularly unpleasant fellow. I have never met anyone quite like you before. I I, I don't even want to eat you. I just thinking of you makes me feel nothing. And that's the way it should be. I can't wait to tell everybody back home about my first adventure. <laughs> Glorious. I love it. That was very good. That I is love a being thing that happens in puzzles. Yes. Where the solution is like, no! No, it's right there! How do you not know? Alright, well, with with our scene confuzzled, concluded, uh, I suppose we should get to introducing ourselves. Um, so, I am Hannah, my pronouns are she, her, and we also like to share a bit of a fun, odd fact from each of us every episode. And uh, further in keeping with what you might have guessed what our theme is today, slightly, um, I have a puzzle-themed fun fact, and it is that I don't like jigsaw puzzles. <gasps> and my Heretic. reasoning is because for me, to me personally, jigsaw puzzles are either too easy and they're boring or they're too hard 
and they're tedious. And again, that is boring. So I, I have not found a puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. I like other kinds of puzzles, but I have not found a jigsaw puzzle that fits the middle ground hits that sweet spot yeah yeah it's just they're they're either frustrating and tedious or they're boring and easy uh so yeah i do not care for jigsaw puzzles i i really like a challenging jigsaw puzzle um it's like this is it's kind of like the um i like to challenge myself by doing the ikea furniture without looking at the the booklet that's a different kind like, of puzzle. So like, how, like how, uh, how many times have you injured yourself? And... <laughs> Listen. <laughs> how many chairs um, have collapsed? <laughs> luckily, luckily, only one bookshelf was slightly wonky. So, you know, I think I did okay. That's an amazing record, actually. <laughs> I, did, I did all right. I did all right. Um, my uh, odd fact, actually, while, while I... Introduce yourself. What's your oh, name, yeah. stranger? Yeah, who the hell am I? Uh, you're probably wondering who this is that's talking. It is no longer Bushka. It is, in fact, Emily Graymore. Hello. Um, <laughs> and my odd fact is about the sea, funnily enough. Um, before I even knew that was the answer to the riddle. Um, <laughs> last weekend was the first time I swam in the sea. Oh, oh my goodness. Nice. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, having... <laughs> <laughs> being in florida now the sea is actually warm enough for me to uh, swim in yeah. um <laughs> uh being in england it's not so uh not so fun yes um, as a lifelong new englander i i envy the warm <laughs> wonderful water temperatures right. of florida so i was like i have to do it before i leave because i'm only here for a couple more weeks um and yes. yeah it was I, I nearly got <laughs> poseidon nearly claimed me um <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got dragged along the sand, um, and I came out, I think, with more sand than the rest of the beach you combined in my pants. Yeah, <laughs> so um, <laughs> so it, was, it was an experience. It was very good. So that's my, nice. my odd fact. <laughs> good one. Uh, well, uh, I'm Nick, uh, he, him, pronouns, and uh, odd fact um, for myself uh i'll go off emily's um i'll be swimming in well kind of roughly the same body of water depending on how you count it atlantic versus gulf of mexico sort of mm -hmm. um so I, I am going to be doing a uh half iron man in oh, cool. uh shoot like two and a half weeks and uh the swim is uh, well the race is in galveston uh so i'll be swimming nice. in uh galveston bay um so mm. some more some more uh, open water swimming yeah <laughs> nice so yeah if, if if you guys don't hear me on a, a future episode of this podcast i'm still in galveston bay uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll send a search <laughs> gosh galveston nice. bay gotta get out there again mm -hmm. um oh hello who's this speaking now <laughs> it's me it's ibrahim he him pronouns left greg. um left greg as you may know, <laughs> suspiciously similar. Um, but no, hey, uh, fun fact about me, uh, sort of puzzle related. I don't like food that feels like a puzzle. So lobsters, <laughs> okay. crabs, okay. anything oh, that you got to work to get into. It's like a little puzzle box. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Crab is pretty good. That way. <laughs> don't want to work hard for it. Do not want to have to crack things and like get into places. No. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Lobsters are nice. delicious, though. What about walnuts? Walnuts, mm, 
No, I pistachios. Pistachios. <laughs> pistachios are pretty much the limit because that's just right, a sweat. Right. Right. Let's name all the foods that piss Ibrahim <laughs> off. Because <laughs> this righteous anger against these foods. I have very strong food opinions. <laughs> that's it. I leave my camera off because I knew that I would get emotional. At the food <laughs> well, that's appropriate because aren't you presenting our snack today? I am presenting our snack today. And our snack today is going to be a snack that I just finished making a hundred of. Um, I'm at my uh, I'm at my parents' place because I, I'm I was preparing food for the holy month Ramadan. Oh, um, yeah. The snack today is a samosa. Uh, oh, samosa, if you're unaware, for folks at home, are little pastries with a savory filling. Uh, we're doing ground beef with onions and potatoes and peas. Oh yeah, um, and you fold them up in some little like uh, uh, egg roll pastry, and you just wrap them up into a little triangular shape. Fry mm. them up; they are delightful. Yum! Fucking love nice. samosa. That does sound amazing. <laughs> and I can see how that is kind of a puzzle to create. It is a puzzle to create, and it is a fun thing. Anna, to eat. careful, careful. <laughs> Don't put him off to create, not to eat. <laughs> to create, he's got to realize he's become what he hates. <laughs> oh no! It's all come undone. <laughs> They're mean. very labor intensive. Yeah, I bet. Seem worth it though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now the topic today, as you might have been able to guess, it's puzzles. It's puzzles, folks. This one's a little bit more on the nose than usual. <laughs> yeah we're not beating around the bush on this one That's we're gonna it. assume by the, at this point you kind of know our shtick with our our scenes and our topics and hopefully you guess this one <laughs> right i hope that this is not uh i hope this wasn't a reveal for you i hope you've got <laughs> that there's a theme here yeah we, we weren't trying to be meta and make you figure out that the the puzzle of the topic today it's just puzzles it's just puzzles <laughs> yep. glorious oh, uh... so i do have a question for everyone sure mm-hmm. Do you use puzzles in your games? <laughs> yes. Uh, That's yeah. not a given. So. I, I still I haven't GM'd a game. <gasps> <laughs> but I've played One games day. where we have puzzles. Okay. I actually don't. I don't use them much. Mm. I find them frustrating for the players sometimes. Oh, definitely. I mean, I can think of one puzzle that really confused us because I can't remember who was our GM, but the the problem was that they got a little bit too... Like, it was a very simple concept, but it relied on a lot of real-world context that yeah. just never occurred to us. And so the, the answer was, we, we were uh, at the edge of a cliff, and we had to get to the other side without falling in, but there were invisible tiles we could stand on, and there was a riddle, and I don't remember the riddle, but the the answer to the riddle was like the way a knight moves on a chessboard. Oh. And what what threw and so we had to move like a knight on a chessboard. Oh, and what threw us all here. off was like it never occurred to us that chess would exist in this TTRPG yeah. world. Yeah, that's so cool. like <clears throat> yes, it is simple in a sense. But with no context to anticipate that chess exists in this fantasy world, you know, maybe it does. Sure, it could. But with without that context, it never occurred to any of us yeah. that the answer was how a knight moves on a chessboard. Yeah. 
Um, you almost needed yeah. like horse engravings I, like around yeah. the outside well, there, or something. There were horses yeah. involved in the riddle. But like how that applied to yeah, first bit loose. like the idea that it was a chessboard just mm-hmm. totally went over our heads, and I'm pretty sure we just completely circumvented it by like using flying magic or something, and somebody like used a broom to get to the other side, and I, I, I think mean... we just completely circumvented the puzzle. Um, yes. And then in of course in the uh, after the game when we all were sort of chatting, the GM was like, "Yeah, so this is what I was going for," and we're like, "No, come on, <laughs> yeah." Like, yeah, when you get, no, I, I don't we know if we're right never going that, to get that. But like, that, like it's almost like an anachronism. I know anachronism has to do more with like time, but that that concept yeah. of something that's not in that world, or at least mm-hmm. is not established mm-hmm. to exist in that world. So, mm-hmm. I guess the takeaway I would get from that is make sure that there's enough context within your game to justify the puzzle yeah yeah um or something that even feels simple to you will just go over your players heads and maybe also have ideas or at least be the type of person who you can rely on yourself to come up with some way to give a hint right um because the the worst feeling as a player is to just essentially be completely stuck because mm-hmm. you cannot, for the life of you, figure it out, and you you're I, just, you can't go forward. I agree. Yeah. I think um, GMs, whenever they present a puzzle to their players, have to be happy and excited with however those players solve that puzzle. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, you circumvented it, but actually, that's just you solving it in a different way. It's true. It's like you solved mm-hmm. the puzzle of getting over this gap in the true. way that made sense to you, and that's yes. still. Which was using magic. You solving this issue, right? It wasn't just, you know, uh, you have to... Narrowing it down to the only way forward is to do it the exact way that I right. expect you to and need you to. That's when you're going to run into troubles with puzzles and that's yeah, when absolutely. they get frustrating. Um, when I've, I say, run puzzles um, in my games, it's always been more of a... I suppose it's a a mystery they have to solve but that mystery can be solved in a very in a couple of different ways Mm. um and honestly they've solved it in a completely different way anyway um i mean isn't that the rule of of ttrpgs that your players are going to do the exact one thing never it never occurred to you yeah 100 percent. and i think you know a puzzle doesn't have to be uh, you know, slide a block in a certain way to unlock a door. Um, it doesn't have to be yeah. a riddle that's answered in the exact right way. It doesn't have to be the gemstones put in the exact right location. <laughs> um, you know, it can be a completely sort of like, if you can just be logical about it and actually it's like, hey, maybe if we smash this thing and then do this, this and this, and then we can actually just fly over this thing, solves our our puzzle, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even in our scene, I mean, I was preparing for the, this, uh, for for fucking left Greg to to run off with all the gemstones <laughs> and take, but but that's the thing is, uh, it, it makes me think of this bigger point of running t- tabletop role playing games. You know, when, when I started, it was very overwhelming because you're, you're looking at all these different rules for whatever system you're doing, and you're thinking, wait, how do I actually just just like do this thing? Mm-hmm. And and how do I? I don't want to to sound like my head so far up my own butt here. I think I've realized doing this that I'm good at this. And a lot you of this are. stuff seems to come natural to me and I like it. Mm, but play to your strengths. 
but yeah, exactly. Like other people, when I hear about other people's games, I realize, oh, you know, some people have wonderful immersive games without ever doing voices or role play. Some uh -huh. never use puzzles. Mm -hmm. And the way I run my games, especially because I do a very, um, a mixture of audio and visual online with kids, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I have a lot of visual uh, stuff for them to look at. And I run a lot of challenges and puzzles for them. But yeah, it's realizing that, it might not work for everyone, especially mm -hmm. if even the concept of regular puzzles is not something you yourself really like to, mm -hmm. to mess with. Mm. It, well, it you, can be very frustrating. You bring up something that I think is useful to point out is that sometimes there is a need to have a visual representation yes. yeah, for in sure. order to solve the puzzle. Not all of them need that, but there are a lot of puzzles that it can be very helpful to have some form of visual representation mm -hmm. um, right. for the players to be able to keep track of um, <laughs> and whether that's you're playing in person and you create a little mock-up or a model or you're playing online and you have uh, either a, a static drawing or something that you can manipulate in an, yeah. a virtual tabletop yeah, I mean, yeah. T today our, our our thing got very, very, very meta because we decided to improv our scene today and realizing that we're not playing, doing an actual play scene, I'm not there as a game master to set things up and describe what the players are doing. So it became a real challenge for me at the very last second to pull this one out of my butt and figure out how to make a puzzle for everyone mm -hmm. that works in an audio-only medium yeah. and is simple enough, but yet can present a complicated enough situation. And literally I grabbed some semi-translucent dye I have and I had a red, blue, and yellow set and thought, oh, this works. Um, <laughs> but of course, if you don't know the context of the green flash on a sunset at sea, mm -hmm. then it doesn't work, which is what happens in the scene. So it's right. it yeah, totally legitimately did not know that. Have never been out on sea at sunset. It has never been out on sea. Yeah, it you have to be really, really out in the middle of the ocean, yeah. which I've mm -hmm. never truly done. I've um, seen it once when I was young. Oh, have you? So cool. That's cool. But but that that's the thing too is always giving yourself backdoors. So in in, in the instance of yeah. the riddle, you know your players have a physical component. They have the riddle as well, and you know it's always fun as a game master to watch your players think creatively and sometimes they'll come up with a solution that actually does work and you didn't think of yourself but if not you can always say like hey you have everything you need you just haven't been thinking about it you haven't mm. looked over at other stuff so it's always good when you're yeah. designing one yourself to put in uh, you know layers of clues uh for for players to to fall back on and if you realize oh wait there's very much a probability here that they don't they don't have the necessary information to finish mm -hmm. this thing and that's a yes. fault on my end mm -hmm. then you can adapt mm -hmm. and yeah think of it as a scene think of it as well okay what would still make this story fun you know mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah the the thing that comes to mind for me about puzzles is uh that's kind of controversial is when you're playing ttrpgs that have various stats of attributes um you know, of either physical or mental attributes, a puzzle is something where you are to some extent relying on the player's intelligence. Yes. Oh, yeah. Perhaps yes, more yeah. that versus the character's intelligence. And mm -hmm. I was wondering if anybody had any thoughts on how to square that um, and, you know, not 
punish someone because they don't have a mind for puzzles if they're mm. maybe playing a character that has a super high intelligence. Yeah. And and how do you make someone not feel self-conscious about that? Um, and just any thoughts on that topic relating to puzzles? This is a dicey one. Yeah. This is a dicey one because I don't want to make players at my table have to like perform feats of strength or wit to do right. the thing they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I would never yeah. ask somebody to go lift something heavy in my house to right. prove that they could do the strength check. So is it really fair to ask somebody to do the same for an int check? Yeah. Um, sometimes you just don't have the mind for it. Like sometimes I'm just like a little bit, you know, absent-minded that day and I can't do that, that logical leap. Um, mm-hmm. I think ultimately it really comes down to trying to give as many opportunities as possible Mm-hmm. I try to follow the three clue rule. So anything that is necessary for the puzzle or situation to be solved, like if it's a mystery or whatever, like let's say there's, uh, and here, this full disclosure, the Alexandrian is one of the greatest GM resources you can ever have. Okay. By, uh, uh, it's a blog okay. kept up by Justin Alexander. It's absolutely great. The three clue rule is something that the Alexandrian has a couple of different pages about. Um, and it's just anytime there's something that's core to solving this situation there have to be three clues that are pointing to it Mm -hmm. so that you can make sure that it is not missed and there's multiple opportunities for it to be discovered so if the killer uh if the killer's height is important there have to be Mm -hmm. at least three clues in the scene three Mm -hmm. different ways for people to find out oh the height that's very good you you gotta lay these things out you gotta put out all these little seeds across the scene because you don't know what checks they're gonna roll and what checks they're not gonna roll and you don't want to be like, hey, does anyone want to make an ink check? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can, but sometimes that can feel a little bit railroady. It feels like, oh, the GM is telling me I have to make an ink check. Uh, I don't want to create that feeling. I mean, I think if if they actively do something to prompt you to encourage some sort of a check, yeah. that's a little bit different. Like, if they no, actually sure. take a stab at it and whether or not they're they're right, you can nudge them in one direction or another by asking them to do a roll. Yeah, yeah. F- fifth edition of D and D. That's that's kind of how it's set up, and I think in the previous editions it was kind of this way too. Where if you have a puzzle, um, you can set up uh, several le- levels of checks. So if they do a wisdom check and they they roll a ten or higher, you can give them this piece of information. Um, oh, yeah. And, and and to Ibrahim's point, that that can feel a little railroady because it's kind of like, oh well, they're completely at a loss, and now they're just relying on some random dice rolls. I think I, I come at it from a slightly different way because I do most of my campaigns with kids and, and from a teacher perspective of just like, you know, kids want to, uh, for the most part, kids seem to really like puzzles and the the joy they have when they finally figure it out, especially together. And I've seen some amazing mm. team building uh, situations, especially from kids who've never met each other and they're playing online. Uh, but there are definitely times where it drags on. I realize up, they're getting frustrated and about to shut down and adults do this too you know so oh, yeah. that's where you know your 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 built-in deus ex machinas can come in and you can you know set up other things happening in the moment uh yeah i mean it, it's it's just like you said that the having having layers of clues to build up towards something without feeling patronizing towards the right. players mm-hmm. it, it's occurring to me that yeah maybe puzzles are something you should leave off the table until you are very comfortable as a game master. Mm. 
or yeah. at least com- comfortable with your with your ability to tick all the boxes of what makes a, a good puzzle. Yeah, right. Yeah, or running a, a puzzle successfully. It, it very much speaks to the point that no one. I don't try to describe TTRPGs to people who've never played one before or have mm. only ever played one specific one. It's everything. And someone put it well. I, uh, I, I, I can't remember what I was listening to. Uh, Behind the Bastards, fantastic podcast. Robert Evans made a very good point that this particular medium of telling stories is actually new to humanity. That this is not something, the way we've specifically set up tabletop role-playing games is not something humanity, we don't have evidence of humanity doing this specific thing before. Mm -hmm. Creatively telling stories, sure, but using dice, using these agreed-upon set of rules ahead of time, Mm. it involves so much writing stories, making puzzles, making challenges. There's so much, it's hard to nail down. And so as we talk about puzzles, you realize... There's a whole another side to tabletop role playing games that most people never even see. Yeah. Uh I mean, also to to bring up, I don't personally know any of these resources, but um, there are puzzles for TTRPGs you can find online. There's people who create, you know, for all sorts of different games, third party content, some of which is not even locked to a specific game that you can apply and um, sort of. What's the word? Um, sort of mold to your net your needs, and mm-hmm. you can use mm-hmm. in your own games if you really don't have any ideas of what to come up with yourself. Um, you can definitely, you know, look for stuff online. And yeah, y'all, I've sure. I've been doing this exact thing and posting some short TikTok videos of challenges <laughs> I use in my game. So I'll plug that at the end for y'all. Amazing. Uh, and Amazing. you can also use this one from today, the gemstones. Very simple puzzle. Uh, you can also adapt the riddle. You know, mixing the colors to get different primary mm-hmm. colored yeah. gemstones to get different things. You know, I like, like that brown for poop. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's a party that's gonna love that. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I also think as well, um, you know, if you love a puzzle and not all of your players do, (laughs) you can still incorporate them without them having to be in the path of the storyline, having them. So one of the players needs to solve a puzzle in their own time. Maybe they've been gifted a puzzle box. And so in the downtime, they can try and figure it out. Or, you know, they're having a repetitive dream that is like a riddle that's constantly going. And it's the the answer to that is going to give them something about their backstory. Or, you know, I mean, there's ways of kind of incorporating puzzles without it having to put a full stop on the story until it's solved. Um, Yeah. I think you could do little things on the side. Only if your player is like a puzzle. If your player likes a puzzle, give them one that they can solve on their own, um, and they can they can they can do that in their own time, and it doesn't sort of you know hinder or anything, and they can just have fun with it. I think that'd be a nice compromise. I think uh, that brings up a amazing um, uh, uh, opportunity during the uh, narrative opportunity. You know, you have a player in the background, and everyone has forgotten that they're messing with this puzzle box or something. <laughs> right. Maybe it's yep. something very dangerous, and something incredibly Ooh. momentous happens the moment they figure it out, and everyone's like, you know, in a in the middle of a store or something when it happens. So you have really that. fun opportunities of yes, you know, you you as a game master saying like you slide the piece uh, a, a new way and it clicks, 
Oh, that's and then everyone idea. hears the click and you're like, oh crap, arc two right. beginning. So yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. You have so much. So Emily, I really like that idea. Emily. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Feel free to use. Uh, I will not ask for royalties. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I also, I, 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 this is completely separate, but um, I love the kind of cabin in the woods style. Uh, you know, when they go down into the basement and there's yes. all of the things down there and it's just like, the 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 player well the player the person who picks the thing first and does the thing that needs to happen to unlock it <laughs> um and then triggering like one of multiple random events depending on what they picked up and how they mm. played with it <laughs> i just think i just i love it i love it so much it, anyway uh, i went off on a tangent continue no <laughs> that's all good <laughs> one day it'll be the merman one day <laughs> yeah <Yes. laughs> Uh, it's funny when you when you mentioned that it made me think of there is a podcast out there an actual play um i i think it's fair to say that the there are two heavy hitters in critical role and dimension 20 uh-huh. i think up and coming the third most popular one that is gaining steam in fandoms is uh the dungeons and daddies parentheses yeah. not a bdsm podcast <laughs> um <laughs> If if, it, yeah, if you have no experience with TTRPGs and you're somehow listening to this, uh, it's a great one to get into. And it just occurred to me that they use they use puzzles all the time in that podcast. But the way it's presented is very much in a way of, hey, I'm giving you guys the parameters of how to solve this scenario. And you are likely either going to screw it up or break it in a way that makes me angry. And the GM like rolls with it and it makes the stories work. So you really can swing like so far on either side of the pendulum with no puzzles at all to ev- almost every encounter is a puzzle, figure this out situation, uh, almost like a choose your adventure sort of thing. Yeah, no, go for it. I like, I, I love, I, again, another tangent, um, those choose your own adventure books when I was young. Oh, I love those so much. And those really were, like, I remember having one, this is an example of a frustrating puzzle because I, I really do love puzzles and I'll sit there until I figured it out. Um, but this one, I had to end up cheating to get past it because it was like a labyrinth almost. Like you go into, a, you go to this page to go into this room, then this page and then this page. And then it would always right. be a dead end and you have to start at the beginning. And yeah. I went through it so many times that ended me back at the beginning. And I was like, I'm getting really fucking annoyed. This is really, really frustrating. I've done like <laughs> yeah. every permutation of this thing. Why do I keep getting back to the beginning? Um, so <laughs> I ended up having to like Google it and cheat. And it was that was annoying because that's that's unsatisfying. And like um, yeah. Hannah was saying, you feel like you've kind of cheated it or circumvented it. And it's not that's not fun. It's not fun. Um so yeah, that uh, just reminded me of that situation. So labyrinths, uh, just be careful how you present those. To yes, please. <laughs> on the other side us. of on the other side of the table is you got to be careful when you get into making puzzles or wanting to do puzzles as a GM. If you're anything like me, I don't know what this is inside of me that that made me this way, but like I, it's the idea of if you ever had the opportunity for the genie's three wishes. And I always, ever since I was a kid, I thought if that ever happened to me, it'd be the worst thing in the world because I wouldn't be able to actually wish for anything because I would constantly be thinking, this isn't real. This wasn't earned. And so Mm -hmm. even with puzzles, it's kind of my Achilles heel because I I get into it. And as much as I want to use puzzles, I find, I also really want to make one myself. And Mm -hmm. it really 
puts you into a corner because I'm not particularly good at it, but I just feel like I have to make it myself. So be careful. It can become a bit of a, a, an obsessive thing that can mm. really, really uh, cause you some stress. <laughs> mm, absolutely. There's, um, oh God, what's it called? Oh yeah, you can do a degree in games theory. Ooh. Oh yes. Um, if you, I, if you I really have a friend who uh, teaches, um, actually like is quoted in a book for a degree that she doesn't have because she <laughs> got all of her experience before the degree existed oh, uh, and actually teaches like game creation in a okay. university. Yeah. It's that kind of thing rather than like, um... yeah, she runs LARPs for professionally yeah. and immersive <laughs> theater. It's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, yes. Uh, it can be a slippery slope into becoming a true games master uh, <laughs> but yes kids there is actually well very difficult to get into there is actually like professional stuff you can put this toward yeah. god i wish i knew that when i was a kid <laughs> games um and, and that's what you can think of too with puzzles is is I think mini games also fits into that category sometimes mm -hmm. ways to break your, your TTRPG up a little bit. And, mm -hmm. and it, you know, despite what I said, that's just my own hang up. Do not feel hesitant whatsoever to go find immediately in a two second Google search, 500 puzzles for it's... any TTRPG. <laughs> I mean, not so much in puzzles, but it, it, you know, that's part of the reason the, the other part being time, uh, why I haven't GM'd before is that I am the type of person that wants to create my own homebrew. Yeah. But at the same time, there is nothing wrong with learning the ropes by utilizing a framework that someone else has created. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, moreover, in terms of like a puzzle or something, or, or even just a pre-made adventure, there's also so much to be said for modifying something someone has also already created and making it your own and, you know, again, for myself, as I've, I've said a number of times on this podcast, I like working within parameters. It's probably why I enjoy TTRPGs so much as a form mm -hmm. of expression, because I like having rules to confine me so that I know what my limits are. And I feel more creative when I have a framework to jump yeah. off of. Yeah. 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 So kind of a spin on that. A lot of the times, I don't use puzzles much because I find them frustrating, but if I were to use one, and in the cases that I have, um, usually I don't have a solution lined out. Oh, uh, it is yeah. usually just uh, sort of tailored to the players and who they've been talking to, what they've been investigating, what things have they been mm -hmm. repeating. I'll take little notes for myself, like, okay, the players are really obsessed with this particular NPC and are like plumbing everything they say for meaning and then that could be part of the puzzle it's just mm -hmm. like uh working what the players are already showing that they're interested in into a potential problem or puzzle for them to solve right. yeah that yeah. keeps them engaged that's yeah. where it's at what i what i love about that is you know taking it back to the anecdote i mentioned at the beginning of the episode when my friend had a very specific answer even though we circumvented it with magic if you come up with a puzzle that doesn't actually have a pre-planned answer yeah it's so much easier to yes and your players yes and part of you know players want to get that dopamine hit of success 
and of figuring something out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's so much easier to keep them engaged if you can yes and them like that. Um, So I think, Ibrahim, that's a great suggestion of how to make sure your players are not going to run into that frustration of not being able to figure it out. Because as long as they're coming up with ideas, you know, you can pick which parts succeed, which parts need to be redirected and what have you. Um, but there's no wrong answer. If if there's no planned answer, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also takes a lot of weight off of the GM mm-hmm. in trying to figure out the answer. Because there's when you're coming up with a puzzle and trying to figure out how how that all kind of like comes together coherently in the end, just save yourself the trouble. Don't worry about it. Just give them a big like temple door and then just tell them to have at it. You know, like however they want to get through it or solve and open the door, that's on them. Or even Um, if you do have an idea of how it could be solved, don't necessarily marry yourself to that. Yeah, right. If if they come up with a solution that you think is interesting Mm -hmm. um maybe it doesn't technically solve it but it's interesting just let that be yeah yeah one one thing i do often is uh especially because i do uh a lot of visual with my campaigns online so i go to what different resources for for uh digital maps and artwork um of areas and sometimes i'll actually have the players represented as tokens moving around the map and sometimes Mm -hmm. i'll just use it to help describe a place Mm -hmm. and that has led to a lot of puzzles and challenges for me because i see the way this artist has depicted a region and i think oh there's a lot of chambers in here uh what could i do to unlock each door and have the kids work towards this it's what led me to i made a video about a witch's hut challenge where Mm. there's a very similar riddle as the one in our scene today and there needs to be a piece recovered from each one and speaking to your point about letting the players kind of dictate what happens with that puzzle there was a part of the riddle that said something about the pieces that you need in one of the rooms which is always fun is a really creepy room filled with half-finished dolls and uh you know most of the kids when i run that most of them like they immediately run across the room they grab as much stuffing as they can and they get out of there um but one group when they wanted to see if the dolls were alive so then i had to role play a creepy doll that kept saying "Hey, with me and (laughs) then this one group like sometimes they throw the doll into the fire immediately sometimes the group does not want to kill the doll. And now I have to role play a doll for the next, I don't know however long these kids play this game with me, but it, 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 it can always be open-ended. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hate that doll so much guys. I just want them <laughs> to kill it. I want them to throw it away. Yeah. I've told them straight up that it's evil and they don't care. No, no, <sighs> it's us now. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why I am never afraid to just stop doing a voice. Because if I don't want to do a voice anymore, I'm not going to do the voice. And he's going to be like, hey, um, uh, yeah, actually, James has a sore throat and he sounds like me now. He sounds like me again. He's going to sound like me. Get rid of him. (laughs) The return of the Gregs. Right. If you don't don't want to listen to me, talk to me. Uh, Yeah. Maybe don't hang out with James anymore. Pat's always going to be the character that they want to adopt. I, yes. It's the yeah. worst. They want to do the ones that hurt my voice the most. <laughs> every time, every time. You're just and you're you're just as the character like, kill me, please. Right. Like, okay, all right, friends. Session's gonna be real short today because I need some tea and sleep. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) I feel like as as we talk about the whole subject that tabletop role-playing games are almost like one giant big puzzle because you're figuring it out moment by moment with the players. Like, well, what are you doing in this situation? What, What happens next? And when you use an actual structured puzzle, as we're talking about, we conceive of, it's it's almost the hyper focus of it. Mm. So I do realize, you know, from, from my perspective of, of this is something I do all the time. And sometimes I make some that aren't perfect. And sometimes I use some that work really great from other people. But yeah, you have to know what you're getting into when you throw puzzles and challenges. Because I, I think the worst thing in a tabletop role-playing game is to unintentionally frustrate your players yeah there's there's absolutely room for it um and i'm sure i'll bring this up again at some point but favorite western of any medium and one of my favorite games red dead redemption 2 Mm -hmm. famously gets meta and makes you feel certain things as a actual real life player you will feel frustrated at times in the game because the player or the the actual character on screen is that's what they're feeling they're hampered you yeah. can do that in your tabletop role-playing games as part of a challenge, but mm. only if the players are aware that that's what you're doing and that's why you're doing it. And, and if they're not, maybe at the end of the session, you can say, okay, uh, how do you guys, how did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Say, well, I don't know. I felt really useless. I felt frustrated. Mm. If you're in a situation like, okay, the players are in the abyss or someplace without hope, or, you know, then you're like, hey, exactly. Yeah. And there you go. Now they can appreciate what you were trying to do. It's always think, a give yeah. and take. I that's think if you are going to hold that, though, that becomes an opportunity where it, it really is important to debrief. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. After absolutely. your game. You don't want you um, your players to think you're gaslighting them. And, and, yeah. you know, just, and even, even if they do, uh, on a surface level, get that, you just don't want to send them away from your game feeling like that yeah you want to be able to help reset their emotions if you've caused that appreciation Mm -hmm. versus frustration even if you were your frustration was your goal for a little bit it needs to be appreciation before they leave right (laughs) Right. yeah yeah and even if if the appreciation doesn't come back within the the narrative once you drop character and do a little bit of a debrief like explain that and and work through that so that they kind of understand it on a, a meta level. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. oh, that's actually okay. Yeah, we were in the abyss, and you made us feel frustrated. That's actually kind of hate you, dude. But that's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate you, but I understand. <laughs> you know? the, I, I think I've brought this. I brought this up before in an early episode, but I, the, the the idea is perfectly encompassed in an episode of Bob's Burgers, where there's a kid who, as a GM, decides to do something new. All the players, their bodies are swapped into like goblin form and they are frustrated at the table and being like, why can't I just do my usual superpower stuff? But at the end of it, when Bob points out what that kid was trying to do, all the players realize, oh, you know what? It was kind of it was kind of tricky. I had to actually think for the first time in a long time because I couldn't do the stuff I normally did easy Mm -hmm, and it made mm -hmm. me try something new. And then they all appreciate it. I thought. Whoever wrote this episode know really knows how to play TTRPGs because you know <laughs> yeah. making your players appreciate that. Hey, we were trying to do something new, and if it if it didn't work, okay. Um, but just know that I was doing this because I wanted I wanted y'all to have a cool moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you love to see that. 
I I'm a big fan. I, I probably go a little bit beyond the pale here, but I'm a big fan of pre-briefing my care, my players. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like I'll be like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. These are the emotional beats that I want to present to you. These are the situations that I'm going to put you in. And I'm not trying to lead them anywhere and say like, okay, this is what's going to happen today. Right. But it's just, this is the starting situation that you are going to be facing. Mm. Is everyone okay with that? Is everyone yeah. feeling good? Is everyone in a, a place for that today? Yes. And, you know, I, I feel like I can get a lot of like, I get better role play out of my players that yeah. way because they know what's coming and they're like thinking about mm-hmm. it. They're like, okay, yeah. this is the starting situation how do I want to react? And they don't always have to decide and make those snap decisions in the moment because, you know, ultimately I want everyone to leave the table every time feeling like they did the things that they wanted to do and that they enjoyed doing them. You yeah. know, not going to get that hundred yeah. percent. I'm, I'm aiming for that 99.9. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> um, one of the, the places I've gone for a theater ed- education that I've studied with um, called Shakespeare and company. Uh, one of the things they talk a lot about is, holding the space um creating the space for for something like that and i feel like that's somewhat of uh, related to that and it, it's an opportunity to your for your players to give consent to the experience um but just like holding the space for them to have that emotion emotional journey safely yeah um is is very useful uh to be able to curate that for them mm-hmm Absolutely. I think that's a, that, that's a fun side. I, I'm, I'm happy we talked about puzzles today in this context because, you know, we've talked about things like uh, romance and TTRPGs. We've talked about levels of violence, um, things that could happen to a player's character and how to talk about that in a session zero or a session 0.2 whenever you're in, in the campaign and something's going to come up. Emily, you, you had some, some beautiful cogent thoughts about, you know, in relation to unbalanced encounters and how you guys had a bit of a pre-briefing uh, mm-hmm. going into a certain arc. I think I don't think people typically consider that with something like puzzles like hey this is a thing that some of your players might respond to well some might not yeah Uh, Yeah. some might it it might make some people feel uh frustrated or inadequate because it's not something they're good at and others the other side of that is maybe sometimes people you know really really like the puzzle and then they start to expect that so be careful of raising the bar for yourself as well (laughs) right no guys this was the only one i got this is all i got in the bag (laughs) this is the one there's no this there's the puzzle's over the puzzle is not continuing please please stop poking everything (laughs) get one per campaign (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) amazing oh man amazing yes All right. So, uh, yeah, obviously there's so much to to dig into and figure out with puzzles. Forgive me. Um, But as we finish out today, kind of go around the table here and over our lovely beverages and snacks and uh, see if everyone has a not necessarily a favorite, but a a puzzle, a riddle, uh, a challenge that you have used in a game before experience, seen from a piece of media, uh, anything that sticks out to you. Um, so we'll go around the table. Anyone have one you wanna you wanna jump in with? Well, I I wanna steal the one we used already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any ideas, but I actually really liked that. And to the point we brought up earlier, you can take mixing and matching different colors, not necessarily Mm. even primary colors, but mixing and matching different colors to 
you know, create an answer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think that's that's actually a really brilliant idea. And there are so many different variations you can take on that as well. Mm. Um, oh, that would be so good as a physical puzzle around a table. Right, exactly. And that's something that, you know, if you can just get a little piece of even just like colored cellophane. Right. Um, right. You yeah. can you can use that um, and make it a physical puzzle or or even a, a virtual tabletop puzzle. Mm -hmm. um, it can work for that. So I guess don't be afraid to make something that's fairly simple, um, like the the gem puzzle that Nick came up with. I I love that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you like that one. And and I'll, uh, I'll kick myself if I forget to say this. You can always tweak little bits like Hannah's saying, for instance, one thing I thought before and like a, a dummy, I thought, oh, that'd be too easy. So I made it harder. Uh, if you tweak that riddle to say where the sun meets the sea, a sight from shore to sea. Now you have in the player's mind, okay, you've got the sun is yellow, the sea is blue. What color could the shore be? Well, you're going to end up with green because there's only three colors to mix and match and green could be the shore. So that was in my head of how can mm. I make that be an answer as well? You can always tweak it to adjust the levels. If, if I'm honest, I thought you were trying to help us create a sunset. Well, when you yeah. put it together to make it <laughs> but, orange, like, it's like, more oh, crap. the color of a sunset. <laughs> yeah. Think, you know? And, and yeah. That, that could totally be the answer too. Again, tweak the riddle a little bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I was just being purposefully obtuse because it was music. Oh, oh yeah. You were purposefully <laughs> obtuse. I was. Yeah. Because my, you know, my character, I don't want a meta game, you know? Oh, right. Um, yes, definitely. Because my character wouldn't Couldn't know, figure so. it out in the first five seconds <laughs> in the scene. I have to say though, having like... Uh, a low intelligence character and knowing the answer yourself that can that can be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that can be a lot of yeah. fun. Or a frustrating because you can be like, I can't really help here. I know, but I can't really help you. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a riddle. Ooh. If you would like a riddle. Yes. <clears throat> All right. What force and strength cannot get through? I, with a gentle touch, can do, and many in the street would stand if I were not a friend at hand. It is my favorite Ooh. riddle. Is it gravity? Nope. Man, it made me think you said force, and I just went Jedi immediately. I can't think, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know. What force mm. is strength? Many in the street would stand. Oh. Yeah, I don't. It's a yeah. good one. I can tell one. I'm going to be mad at myself when I don't when I hear the actual answer. Yeah, me too. And I'm thinking like being able to create puzzles does not mean you're necessarily good at solving them. A hundred percent, hundred percent. For if you've all given up, uh, the answer is a key. Oh, okay. so you can't bash a door down, but with a gentle click, you can unlock a door. Okay. <laughs> and many would stand in the streets not being able to get into their house without a key. Oh, so. duh. That's okay. a good one. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's, go. that's a good riddle, too, that you could, you know, in, in terms of anachronisms or things that don't fit in the world, you could adjust, like, stand in the hall or whatever if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, 100%. Get, get that concept out. Oh, I like that. Mm, I do good. like a riddle for a key. Um, that can be used in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. and keys are always such a good answer. Yeah, 100%. Nice. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Ibrahim, do you have one? I mean, okay, I don't have a riddle. No, no, I have fine. a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, 
uh, I know that the people who this puzzle might affect will not be listening to this episode <laughs> by the time it happens. So they'll, they can listen after the fact and feel silly. Um, unfortunately, it is not in prose at the moment, but let me see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, setting the scene, you're in a spaceship. You're out among the stars and it's harvest season back home on Earth. So to celebrate the occasion... You've filled the ship with these incense burners. You've got all these various scents going on. Cinnamon and nutmeg and allspice fill the air with the smell of fall, which is not harvest season, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Harvesting apples? Harvesting apples, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, before you know it, someone is ill. And then another person is ill. And before you know it, half the crew, everyone who was celebrating the holiday, has fallen ill and become erratic and violent without cause. Ooh. What happened to them? What could have caused it? No one has eaten the same thing. No one has drank the same thing. The only uh, commonality is that they were all in the room that was filled with the scent of the, the ongoing festivities at the same time hmm. oh. I mean my impulse would be that um, Starbucks ran out of the pumpkin spice that would make me very <laughs> exactly. mad the first place be... I would go is something to do with the incense 100% I was, I was thinking, I don't know why, I was just thinking of like decompression sickness as the ship left yeah. orbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> motion sickness. Everyone's motion sick. Motion sick. Yeah. Uh... So this, well, so if you would like the solution, while I know you're still mulling it over, this uh, uh, mulling, um, uh... it's nutmeg. Nutmeg, when yeah. uh, imbo- overindulged in, Yes, does cause toxic. psychoactive effects. Oh, Just like indeed. Yes. Like so that. the yeah, aerosolized that's... nutmeg got that was, to the crew. That was on the tip of my brain. Don't yeah, mind like me that. just going out and buying some nutmeg. Oh, um... it's it's a bad time. Hey, folks, take kids. <laughs> uh, quick aside. Do not do nutmeg for fun. It's a really bad trip, and yep. it can be one that does not end. <laughs> It yep. can be one yeah, no, that just you, doesn't do... You will have to go to the hospital. Yeah. You will have to go yeah. to the hospital, and yeah. it might not get better. <laughs> it's yeah, one of those. Don't, don't be Emily. All right. Don't, don't be Emily. Don't, don't do nutmeg. <laughs> no more than a quarter teaspoon spread across an entire pie. Yeah, that's fair. You can have it in pie. Pie is pie. Um, I love that. That's very that, good. That's that, very clever. That, that's a great one, because it also makes me think of the... Uh, the effect of I think it's like bubblegum pink where they will paint walls in prisons. This is gonna sound awful, but sometimes at in schools in, in counseling areas, they'll paint walls this certain shade of pink because it's been found to calm people's emotions. However, if you're exposed to it for too long, it will <laughs> cause actual depression and yeah. can actually, you know, have an adverse say, effect. I feel like bubblegum pink would drive me crazy. Yeah. When I was in college, they had a new, they renovated one of the dormitories and each dorm room had a mint green or light blue accent wall because they thought it was a calming effect. Mm. Too much of that. Too much of that would be, yeah. Too much of any (laughs) color. Yeah. I I like to have the accent color, but I don't want it there all the time. I kind (laughs) of need color variation throughout my day. 
Um, <laughs> Going off on a tangent. That's why accent colors should be soft fabrics, should be yes. curtains, pillows, so you can change them out. Things you nice can move, things you can switch out seasonally. Exactly. Anyway, <clears throat> puzzles. So, uh, <laughs> for, one, for one for myself, um, man, and see, I'm doing exactly what I, I, I warned against. I'm already thinking like, Oh, I don't want to use one I've already used before. I wanted to come up with, I'm not going to make myself come up with a puzzle in the next two seconds like I did earlier. Why? Well, I, I used one stressful. that you already used before. Exactly. <laughs> but see, it's like you, 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 you took mine. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, a very, very, very simple one is um, in, in, in situationally too. Uh, and this is one that can be um, involving an audio component. But as players are, yeah, I'll, I'll set a scene just like Ibrahim. Um, you find yourself in a, uh, a snowy forest. Uh, the, the trees are dead at this time of year, almost near it. They're frozen over. Um, you're trudging through the snow. And on the howling wind, you hear a whistling noise, a, a set of notes And you keep hearing that Ooh. over and over as your players are exploring the space, as they explore different areas, they might find something. Uh, I like to use something that's really out of the blue out on a frozen lake, a uh, frozen pond in this area. They see an upright piano standing in the Ooh. middle of the lake, apropos of nothing, just uh, inexplicably out there on a frozen lake. And if they remember that earlier detail about the musical tones, they can try to go match the musical tones on the mm. piano. Ooh. I like using a piano because pianos, uh, as opposed to most instruments, have the actual uh, straight in tune notes right there on a keyboard visually yeah, in front of you. Play the violin. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'd, be, it'd be tricky to do it on violin or even on a guitar. So yeah, piano works. So that that's one of my favorite ones to use. <laughs> uh, for anyone who wants to know those exact that's tones, very good. It's, uh, C D sharp D. A sharp or B flat. It's, it's the Hunger Games thing, right? <laughs> it's it's very close. Uh, okay. There, uh, I believe Hunger Games is actually G A sharp A F. I know, I know. Fair I know. enough. <laughs> Musical Nick. Um, I love it. I think so, that's yeah. something we didn't actually touch on is puzzles being memory based. Ooh. Oh yeah. yes, uh, yeah. That's, that's we didn't really actually fun too. Yeah, it's like actually, mm. yeah. Fuck, we did we. With last session this was like this tune was here all the time yeah and then yeah, or things from your players backstories too yeah that they suddenly pop up in front of them Ooh. Yeah. yeah yeah there you go there's so much with puzzles the yeah. there's so much fun you can have <laughs> so uh well thank you all for coming along for puzzles today uh we will give our pluggables in. Uh, I know I got a, a, a whole buttload of them, so I'm going to let someone else go first. <laughs> I'm Hannah, and you can find me most commonly on TikTok at critical underscore stitch. Lately, mostly just talking about Critical Role and randomly <laughs> Futurama, which I've never done before, but it was a Love big it. hit, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there you go. But mostly tabletop role-playing games, critical role and uh sewing shut up and Amazing. take my money <laughs> uh i am emily graymore and you can find me on tiktok uh, i haven't posted there in a little bit but i will hopefully be getting back on that very soon uh you can also find me at unbalancedencounters.com and the other podcast that i do and shortly 
a third one, <gasps> which I will I will bring up closer to the time. So there's no point in linking it yet. <laughs> it's coming <laughs> coming soon. Um, awesome. Big coming sign. Soon. So there you go. Nice. Uh, hi, I'm Ibrahim. You can find me everywhere on the internet that matters at cosmic underscore Eve. Uh, we're doing a bunch of cool stuff on the nameless domain. Uh, come this, I, I forget when this is coming out, but uh, Gudia is going to be over on the nameless domain Twitch. I believe they're sh- starting March 25th, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, um, okay. That's this soon. is a really, really cool thing. Uh, Gudia is this weird horror um sort of like creepy uh game that they're going to be playing i believe they're playing bluebeard's bride i think (gasps) i've always wanted to play bluebeard's bride yeah it's really exciting it's really scary it's a little bit too scary for my blood but i'm gonna Ah! be there with my blankets and my um (laughs) just things that make me happy uh excuse me march 27th monday march March 27th great um which i don't think this is uh, yeah this this is before that Right. Yes. This is yes. before that. This will be yes. the um, yeah. Oh, we're also going to be playing uh, Heaven Will Be Mine uh, on the Nameless Domain Twitch. That's going to be me and Kendo playing this really cool, exciting uh, queer mech game about a bunch of horrible, horrible women um, and all the horrible choices they make. Nice. <laughs> yep. I'm excited for that. <laughs> uh, well, I'm Nick. Um, oh, man, I got a lot. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find uh, me in just random nonsense I talk about at uh, Beardy Babbles on TikTok. You can find all of us and the Delightful Dungeon Diving podcast at Delightful Dungeon Diving on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. I need to post more on there, but you can find us all there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We also have some new friends of the podcast. So a actual play podcast called Roll Britannia. Um, They, it is a rowdy, raucous bunch of fun. Uh, That is a fun podcast to listen to. Uh, And it's, it's very easy to get into Um, some people who wanted to play some Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition over the pandemic. And they are still going with a pretty uh, in-depth campaign at this point, but first episode just hits with a really fun beat. So give them a, give them a shot. Fantastic podcast to listen to. Uh, I also want to plug uh, something I got to be involved in as well as Emily here. Uh, Over on Unbalanced Encounters, they were doing a short story in between their major arcs. So myself, uh, Emily, Patrick Perini, PC Perini, who runs Unbalanced Encounters. Uh, The game was run by Cinder Block Sally, who's also Mm -hmm. on the Unbalanced Encounters podcast. And then Sensationally Me, who is on TikTok under Sensationally Me. Uh, They were absolutely fantastic and such a blast to play with. I had the time of my life. I don't get to play that much in TTRPGs. And I can't stop thinking about the actual story. So Cinder, you're amazing. It was was wonderful and so much fun to play with Emily and Patrick as well. So that episode, Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that episode comes out, uh, the first one comes out on Tuesday, the 21st. Yes. Awesome. Yes uh cinder's been working really hard on editing it and i've heard clips of it i've been allowed to hear clips of it and it's 
fucking hilarious. It's so good. Awesome. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, we're hoping our ep- this episode is going to drop that day. So it'll be, if this episode is out, then that should be out you should, soon, you should if not already. You should jump right over and, and download that one, Listen too. Listen to this right <laughs> after you finish listening to this. It, uh, I believe it will be called The Hateful the the hateful fate so that will yes. give you an idea of that that story um, siberian ooh. western and this kind of where you're at there. siberian western yes <laughs> yeah. so thank you everyone for tuning in with us this week uh we will see you on the next one I'm fucking up for everyone here, so no one else has to. <laughs> <laughs>